It's a tradition, ladies and gentlemen. It's that time of year. The L2 Sports 4th Annual Super Bowl Special. Welcome to it. I'm your host, Lucas Gratelli. And with me, as always, my buddy, Luca Moya. How pumped are you for this Super Bowl special? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fired up, ready to go. This is the best time of the year. And this is my favorite guest. And everybody that has been on, just no offense to anybody that has come on to this show, but this is the man of the hour right now, Thomas Ockernick, back again for another Super Bowl special. How you doing, Pac? Oh, come on, man. You can't uh, put the pressure on me like that by bringing me in and, and saying I'm your, I'm your favorite guest. Um, but it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be back, boys. Always a privilege talking with you guys, especially around the Super Bowl. And I'm doing good, so I'm, uh, I'm excited as we get talking today. Luca, this guy came on Zoom here, me and you. Just get home. I'm in a t-shirt. You're in a Patriots sweater. We're in our rooms here. Puck hops on the Zoom. He's in a nice polo shirt. Hair's looking fantastic. He's got a background, full-on mm-hmm. mic and everything, ladies and gentlemen. So this guy, this guy's ready to go today. This He's a pro. We, we, don't, we don't bring on amateurs here. We bring on professionals, and that's what we did here today. I think hey. we, we can give him the honor, Luca, of the L2 Sports Football Insider. Wow. He's got to get. I think oh, you gotta add awesome. that to the bio. Add that to the to the. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, want, I want that in the name key. I'm gonna that start holds... charging more too now that I now that I got a better tagline. That holds a lot of weight, man. It put does. that on the resume. Put that yeah. everywhere. Like L2 it's, Sports. It's I've heard of that. I've heard of that big podcast. Oh, yeah, sure. Official insider. <laughs> um, before we get into it. the game here, Puck, um, I just wanted to ask, what what are you doing for Super Bowl Sunday? You have any traditions you do with your friends? Any family stuff you get you get going on? When I was a little younger, it was always a big day in my house growing up. Um, we would just do sort of a, a big family thing. And, and recently, I've uh, I've always had my buddies over. So that's uh, a tradition that I'm going to carry on again this year. Um, it's nice that uh, the Patriots aren't playing, which is which is always good because I have a rule. <laughs> if you if you're rooting for the Patriots, you can't come to my Super Bowl party. So oh. luckily, there's no there's no awkward conversations that need to happen this year with any of my friends. Um, so, yeah, it'll it'll be fun. It's always bittersweet for me because, like, yeah, it's a Super Bowl. It's great. But then there's sort of this, like, oh, there's no more football till September. But I'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. This is go. why we've never watched a Super Bowl together because of what yeah. you just said. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> this is why. Uh, and um, even though they haven't been there for three years, I probably will not oh, get Oh, three years. Poor you. Three <laughs> years without a Super Bowl. Cry it's me been, a river, man. It's been tough. You thought I, – I think you thought at one point this year that Miami was going to make it. And you already put the parade on. You already booked this time off work. You were ready to go, and then unfortunate stuff happened. So, yeah, we're the week three NFL champions this year. We, That's right. Uh, we were the Super Bowl favorites, not the not betting favorites, but in week three, we're three and all on top of the world, and we got to learn that uh, you got to peak at the right time. So maybe next year. That's what I always say. Yeah, there's always next year, fellas. There's always next year. And Pog, I don't even have a football team right now. I'm I'm in the market for a new football team. So maybe uh. After you maybe tell me a little something about Miami, maybe mm-hmm. I might hop, hop on that bandwagon there for for uh, yeah, for next season and seasons yeah, we're to always, come. We're always looking for new fans. We don't have a lot of them, so it's always I'm there's no Patriots. No, I'm not no you're, you're not. Welcome, you're, you're not. Look, sorry, buddy. You're, <laughs> you're try, not coming tr- that one. You know how many times in high school I would tell Park Park just just join us. It's okay. He would never do it, and I respect Ever. it. Ever, All right, man. boys. Let's get right into it. Super Bowl Eagles Chiefs. First of all, we're going to break down the games, whether it's coaches, whether it's offensive, defensive lines. Who's got the most to lose here in this game? Pac, let's start with you. Head coaches, who has the advantage on the uh, sideline? Which team? I think, 
I think you got to go with Big Red. I mean, he's he's been there before. There's cool storylines. I mean, he was the Eagles coach for a long time. He was successful there. And Nick Sirianni was actually an assistant in, in KC. I don't think that's been talked about much. I think Andy Reid actually let him go, too. So there's a little bit of revenge there on the line. But uh, I love the experience of Andy Reid. This guy's an offensive mastermind. And I think where maybe he lacks in roster, he can make up for experience, preparation, and just knowing how to get the best out of, especially some of the role players on Kansas City who are going to have to step up with, with some injuries that they have on offense. So I don't know. Personally, I'm not the biggest Nick Sirianni guy. You have to respect him. You have to respect the season that he's he's put together. I think there's something about him that just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that he likes to you know, pound his chest after wins and, and, and all that. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to go with Andy Reid here. Yeah, I I agree with Pac. I think me and Pac like the business approach to things, and so when we see Sirianni doing those things, it just it just bothers me so much. Um, I'm not sure if you're a big McVeigh guy, Pac, but that was another guy I know last year, even though they won, where I was like, man, I just like when coaches act like they've been there before, and it could be because I've watched Belichick be completely like mute for yeah. like all these years but i agree with Pac. i like the chiefs i like how they go into every single game doesn't matter if they're an underdog which they really never should be when they have a guy like that under center and a great head coach but they go into every game ready to go they're always ready and one thing that i like about andy reed is all this stuff in the in the, in the regular season where you see like these crazy plays with mahomes and they go for it on fourth down they seem to play smart when it comes to the playoffs and you yeah. notice on Sunday, the big thing I always notice is they always have all three of their timeouts. That's the one thing they always have. And that is so crucial a game like this. Just look at how they manage the clock because they do it better than anybody. So veteran, a veteran coach that the uh, Pac and Luca are, are going with here again, I guess we're going to go three around the board. Andy Reed, he's been there before he's done that. He's playing against his former team, the the Philadelphia Eagles. So another storyline we can capture right there. Another big one that has to be concerning for Andy Reid and the Chiefs is that Patrick Mahomes. We saw his ankle get hurt in the in the divisional game against the the Jags. The Jags. Thank you, Luca. Blank there for a second against the Jags, and then it was taped up. Everybody said he was okay heading into that game against the Bengals. He didn't really run much he wasn't really that active until that final play which essentially won the Chiefs the game does that affect the way you're going to look at that the quarterback matchup between Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes is, is that ankle going to play a factor into Jalen Hurts having more advantage with his run game and him moving around than Patrick Mahomes Luca um, I think his ankle will be better than it was in the AFC championship game because you know he's had two weeks off uh, he's played on it a little bit. I'm not a doctor, and I'm not Patrick Mahomes. I don't know how that ankle's feeling. I don't. I don't know, you know, how healthy he is. But I still trust his arm, and I trust his mind. And yes, he's known for that guy who can improvise on the spot like that. He can go out of the pocket and make these ridiculous throws that only he can make. But I think this year, not having Tyree Kill and having to adjust his game to being more of a pocket passer, he doesn't always have to go for the home run shot. I think this is the year and this is the type of game that he's adapted to where he doesn't always have to escape the pocket as much. He's probably going to win an MVP. He has clearly adapted to that style of play, and I don't think the ankle will be that much of a problem. Now, this defense for the Eagles is ferocious. 
Uh, I hope he stays healthy because I don't want to watch Super Bowl with Chad Henney playing quarterback. I want to watch, you know, the best on the best. Um, despite me not being a huge chief supporter, I do want to see a fair and even battle. So I, I think he'll be fine. He'll be just fine. And he's got playmakers around him and a great head coach, like we said, to put him in a position to succeed. Yeah, I think uh, the two weeks off especially are going to be really helpful. I was I was really skeptical and worried because I first read a high ankle sprain and mm-hmm. you know he had a game in six, seven days going up against the Bengals. Um, and, you know, the Chiefs are OK up front. They're they're no means a, a staple franchise when it comes to the best offensive lines in football, but they do a decent job. It's going to be tough, I do think, for them to to hold up against a really, really good Eagles pass rush. But I think with those two weeks of rest, we're going to see a little bit more of that vintage Mahomes. And I think over the course of the past two weeks, the, the guys who were there just two years ago against the Buccaneers when they got absolutely blown out in the Super Bowl, they've probably gotten a chance to rewatch that tape. And the story of that game was just that Mahomes was running for his life. So there's going to be a huge emphasis on protecting him. And I think he's going to have a little bit more mobility with that ankle healing up and I mean, a healthy Mahomes is, to me, far and away the best quarterback in the NFL. So I like their chances, um, and, I, and I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with Patrick Mahomes. But with that, I think you do have to give some respect to Jalen Hurts because he's had a phenomenal season. Does a dome play a factor into any of this, guys? Whether it, it, I know we've seen a lot of these Super Bowls being like warm climate places, whether it's been Miami, whether it's been Tampa Bay. But does a dome have any emphasis on how the teams go at it uh, throughout the Super Bowl puck? Yeah, it's it's an interesting subject. I mean, like you said, Super Bowls are, are traditionally in in warmer weather climates, just because they don't want to risk a, a blizzard, and then you got a seven six game, and I guess nobody really wants to watch that. Um, I don't know. Like it seemed to me like the NFL was pushing for some neutral site dome in the AFC Championship game. Obviously, that didn't happen. I'm sure if you look back, games indoors where it's easier to throw the ball tend to be a little bit higher scoring. Uh, I'm I'm trying to remember what the last Super Bowl that that was actually. Oh no, it was last season. Was was in a dome with with LA and Cincy, and, and and that was a solid game. Both quarterbacks played very very well. I think that helps. I'm, I'm maybe it helps the Chiefs more than the Eagles. But the one thing I've always said about the Eagles throughout the year is like, yeah, they run the ball very well. And they're built up front, but they can they can pass too. Like they can score in so so many different ways. And to me, they're just the more the more versatile team, the more well rounded team. Um, but yeah, dome, dome. It, it's nice for me because I know there's an assurance that uh, it, it won't get ugly in, in terms of weather or anything like that. I think it, it also like the players around the league or some people like the grass, some people like the turf. So I know some domes have grass, some domes have turf. I'm not sure what areas. I think Arizona, if I'm not mistaken, is grass. Yeah. It, right. So depending on who you ask, there there might be different opinions. But I I've always liked the dome. I. I personally like the dome better than, you know, going to San Francisco or going to Miami just because, yeah, it's a nice place there. Right. But there's still always a chance of rain and I always want to see and wind Exactly. And I don't want to see a game where, you know, you got to kick a last minute field goal and it just changes the game. Okay. Now we need an extra seven yards to get into the field goal range. Just even playing field in a dome, nice and easy, best on best. I've always liked the NFL doing it this way. I know the Eagles are favored right now, and they, they these are the top two teams in the league. It's Kansas City, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. These two teams dominated the league pretty much all season. They got the buys heading into the playoffs. Um, I want to just get your opinion on, a lot of people are saying that the Philadelphia Eagles had an easy road 
to where they are in the Super Bowl now. They had they had a great season. They got the bye. They took on the Giants, which again was going to be the Cinderella story if they could have beat they could have bet the the Eagles, but they didn't. Then they had to take on the San Francisco 49ers, who had their fourth, third, and fourth string quarterbacks in and couldn't really do anything there, as well as playing at home. Is there a chip on their shoulder, I guess, for the Eagles heading into this game, knowing that maybe this is going to be their hardest competition heading in to Super Bowl and the Kansas City Chiefs, Luca? It's definitely going to be the hardest matchup they've had all season. Like, Kansas City is a different beast, right? Like, they are, um, if they're not the best team in the league, they're the second best team in the league. It doesn't matter how you look at it, in my opinion. So, the problem with the Eagles is, yes, yeah, they've had an easy schedule, and I've said it before, right? This has probably been one of those seasons where I've, I've looked at a team and I'm like, I haven't remembered a, a time where a team has had an easier way. I think Pittsburgh a couple of years ago, they were 11 and 0 and a lot of us thought, okay, but they're not for real. You have to give Philadelphia credit. You can only play who's on your schedule and they have beaten the teams they've supposed to beat. And that is a championship mentality when you're looking at teams beat. Cause a lot of the times we see in this league, you play down to your opponent. You slip up, right? You you lose games you're not supposed to lose. Divisional games are always close. And they have gone in there for the most part all year. Mind you, Jalen Hurts was out for two games. But with, with Jalen Hurts in, they've only lost one game. So you got to give credit to them for beating the teams that are in front of them. But there's no doubt that, yes, they've definitely had an easier path than, than some of these other teams. Like the AFC is a gauntlet, and Kansas City has gone through that gauntlet, I think. And they've had more of a challenge to get here than Philadelphia. But Philly's a great team. I'm not going to take anything away from them. That's just how you look at it. Just look at the schedules. Look at the teams Philly have played all year. It's clear that they haven't had as much challenge as Kansas City. Yeah, it's it's not just the teams that they've played. I think it's the quarterbacks too. If you yeah. look specifically since the bye week, I mean, it's super, super uninspiring. Like Mahomes is far and away going to be the best quarterback that they've played. I mean, he is the best quarterback he in the is. league, but exactly. like yeah. the margin between him and the next best guy is just insane in terms of how this defense has been tested. That being said, I think it's a very solid roster on paper and they've been executing all year long. The NFL is, is it's a very, very hard league and it's, it's even harder to be consistent. And then they've done that. So you have to, you have to give them credit for that. And, and like you said, Moya, I mean, you can't control who you play in the playoffs. And it's been an untraditional ride, to say the least. But, I mean, hey, they're here. And I do genuinely believe that they are a top-two team in the league. I do think that it's the best two teams in the Super Bowl. And it's the first time we've had two one-seeds since, I think, I think 2018. And I think Moya would remember that one because yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the Eagles gave his Pats a pretty nice beatdown in the Super Bowl that year. So just wanted to add that in. But anyways... um. Yeah, I, it's it's fair and unfair to say that they haven't been tested because part of it is true, but uh, at the same time, I mean, everyone who have they who they've encountered, and especially a lot of the bad teams, they've they've beat them and they've been convincingly exactly. better team in those games. So that's the big thing. Like yeah. you're beating up on teams that you should beat up on them, and you're beating them by the margins you should beat them by. Mm-hmm. So that's where you're confident in this Philadelphia team. Yes, it's been bad teams, but they're not scraping out victories either. They're taking care of the job. I know, but when they go up against a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, are they yeah. going to fold or is it is it just anything be... can happen in one game, mm-hmm. right? Like Pac runs a football league, you know. I I know plenty of that. Anything can happen <laughs> in one game, Pac. We know it can happen. Yeah, right? that's one true. One game, any any given time on a Sunday, one bad play 
you know, one guy takes his eye off the ball half a second early, drops that key third down pass, and games go the other way. It, it, anything can happen. Right? Like Houston took Kansas City overtime this year. No one thought that could happen. Yeah. Right. So different schemes, different play styles, different moments in the game. It all comes down to who will make the big play at the big moment. And these teams both have playmakers that can do that. And we'll see who takes advantage of it. And I know you guys are pumping uh, Patrick Mahomes tires like this guy. He has the edge as in the quarterback matchup, at least. Juju Smith-Schuster, questionable for this game. Kadarius Toney, questionable. McCole Hartman, they just put on injured reserve. I know Hilaire was just reinstated off the IR, but if these guys don't go or are in limited roles for Patrick Mahomes' puck, is this going to, again, hinder him? Because Travis Kelsey, he's been great all year. Best tight end in the league, arguably the, is the best tight end in the league. He is. The, the Eagles are going to do stuff to to close him down. I know Scantling had a, had a great game. He had a big game in that divisional game against the Bengals. But if these other, like, I guess, three, four receivers can't go and guys who make big plays, is this going to hinder Patrick Mahomes and that Kansas City Chiefs offense? Or do you have confidence that Andy Reid is going to come up with something for him to 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 counteract that? Yeah, I'm, I'm confident that they're going to find a way to get it done if some of their bigger names even if they can go and, and maybe they're not 100% or they're on a snap count or something, I'm still confident they're going to find a, a way to get things done. Um, I think an underrated part about the Chiefs all season long has been two players, and they're not even wide receivers. That's Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco. They, they both work so well together. They can help change the pace of a game. Jarek McKinnon's so good catching the ball, and then Pacheco is such a ferocious downhill runner that he can, he can literally – he keeps defenses on their toes because you're you're spending so much time worrying about Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and this guy comes out of nowhere and he's shot out of a cannon. Um, so when you have a guy like that, I think it can be very very helpful. We talk so much about Mahomes and and how good he is, and yeah, he's the star player and he, the MVP. But I think the key for the Chiefs in this one is like maybe it doesn't have to be all on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Let's try and get the run game going. Let's see. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire hasn't played in a while. You, you just mentioned he's been reinstated. Can he make an impact in some sort of way, even if it's just in, in, in small spurs throughout the game? Spread the ball around. Make sure everyone's fresh. They've been doing it all year long. And then in those key situations where it's do or die, that's when you call Travis Kelsey's number. And that's when you need Patrick Mahomes to you know pull off a miraculous play and make a big throw. So I think... Yeah, maybe they don't have the big names on on offense, and some of their bigger names are hurt. Whereas if you look at the Philadelphia Eagles wide receiving core, it's just loaded. Mm-hmm. I think the strength in numbers can almost be a bit of an advantage for the Chiefs in this one. Luca? Yeah, I agree with, with Pac. I think the Chiefs, when they went and they beat San Francisco a couple of years ago, um, Damian Williams had a great day, right? He had 100 mm-hmm. yards on the ground, but they only ran the ball to him 17 times. They gave him 17 touches and they threw the ball, I think it was like 40 plus times. And then you look at Tampa Bay, that game kind of just got out of hand. Mahomes had to run, had to throw the ball and he was running for his life, basically. I think in this game, because you know the Eagles, you're not going to see, I don't think, a lot of possessions for both teams because the Eagles drain that clock so much. And it's another reason why this defense is so good because they're on the sideline for like 10 plus minutes and they're catching their breath. They have time to make adjustments on that sideline. So I think you're going to see what Pac said, those running backs get involved, whether it be the pass game, whether it be the run game, I expect both of them to have, you know, 
eight plus touches run or pass because in that Tampa Bay Super Bowl, yes, the offensive line wasn't very good, but they really did a number on Travis Kelsey. Like they, they took him out of the game. And if that happens, which not a lot of people have been able to do, they don't have that guy like Tyree kill to blow the, you know, the defense over the top. They don't have, you know, that guy who can win consistently one-on-one, especially if those players that you listed Lucas are out. So you're going to need those two guys. Like Pac said to be in the game, give them the touches, run the ball and keep them guessing. If you can give Patrick Mahomes a run game, good luck because he's already good without one. And if he can keep the defense guessing, I think you'll have a really good day. But it comes down to if they can establish it or not because that Philly defense is very good. And one final uh, question, boys, to wrap up uh, the game and what we're going to be looking forward to uh, in the Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles. You guys said it. It's one game. Anything can happen. A lot of big Smaller end players, players you don't really hear all season or in the playoffs, they make big impacts in games like these. Pac, I'm going to go to you first. Is there an X factor, whether it's on the Eagles, whether it's on the Chiefs, that you could see making a big difference that really no one's talking about right now? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know what? I'm going to go on the I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball for the Chiefs. Moya said, you know, Philly has a really strong offense. They they can bleed the clock. Um, I'm going to go Nick Bolton, uh, linebacker for the for the Chiefs. He's had a really, really good season under the radar. I think he finished top five in tackles this year. It's it's going to be tough because that Philly O-line can can make some pretty big holes for whether it's Jalen Hurts, whether it's Miles Sanders. So Bolton's going to have a lot on his shoulders to try and try and stop that run to make sure that, you know, that Mahomes can be on the field as much as possible because it's going to be hard to stop. And we all know the strength of the Chiefs isn't the defense. Outside of, you know, Chris Jones and a guy like Nick Bolton, there aren't really a lot of big names. So I can go with him. It's 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 a little bit of a boring pick, you know, middle linebacker. We don't necessarily see those guys be Super Bowl heroes ever. But I think it was Devin White two years ago. Or maybe it was Levante David yeah. for the Bucks had like a crazy, crazy game. Maybe we can see a similar performance and that would be huge for the Chiefs. Yeah, I th- yeah, Devin White was great. And Levante David was the guy shadowing Kelsey. And he yeah. did a great job in that game, right? Um, I also have a defensive player, um, but I have it probably a bit more of a popular pick. I have Hassan Reddick. I think he was so good in that AFC championship game that if he can get pressure on Mahomes, it's going to be tough. It's, again, especially I don't we don't know who's gonna be playing, right? Like like how quick is Mahomes gonna get that ball out of his hands? Because we know that the Chiefs they like to take their shots and they could because they have the quarterback to do so. If they can get pressure and force the Chiefs to pass and be one-dimensional, this is where I think the game could get away from the Chiefs because if Philadelphia gets a lead early, it's going to be very, very tough to get back on them if they're going to bleed the clock, if their run game is working. So I have Hassan Reddick, and an honorable mention was Chris Jones because, again, in Defensive Player of the Year conversation, he was great against Cincinnati, and he's got to be able to stuff that run game. It's a very tall task against this Eagles offensive line, but I think both those players on the defensive side and on the defensive line for both teams respectively have to be on their A game. Uh, for me, boys, before we wrap it up, I'll I'll throw my hat into the ring here. I'm gonna go with Valdez Scantling for the Chiefs on the offense here. I'm looking at his game logs. If you're seeing you're seeing three receptions, 27 yards against Vegas. You're seeing one reception for six yards against Jacksonville, and then you see six receptions for 116 yards against Cincinnati. Uh, if the if the Eagles really want to take him, don't take him 
seriously and really leave him open and they're going to double team Patrick Mahomes. And if Juju Smith Schuster, Tony can come back and, and they're getting more of the attention from that Eagles defense. You could see Scantling have a big impact on that, on that offense, just like he did in the, in the AFC championship game. But now let's get to the fun stuff here about the Super Bowl. This is what we like doing. Pac, you already know what's going to happen. It's the prop bets. Oh yeah. The Super Bowl. Let's end off the podcast. Let's do some, something fun. I got it all pulled up here for you guys. So I'm going to send you, uh, some profits. You guys are gonna give me your your, uh, your picks. What's gonna happen? I know Luca likes to do this at his parties a lot to make up some prop bets here and put some pool uh, money in, and whoever comes up with the most of them uh, gets the pot at the end. If you guys want to do that at the end of your super at your Super Bowl party, go right ahead. Luca, look at the trade- advertisement we Luca give. hasn't trademarked it yet. You haven't trademarked. <laughs> I haven't it yet, trademarked so. it. No, I haven't. So the first thing always starts off with Super Bowl is the national anthem. Right now, we have it at two minutes and five seconds. That's steep, man. Chris Stapleton will be sitting. You don't think so? Singing the anthem. Pac, are you a country fan? Uh, I'm fair weather. He's I was fair actually weather. talking so, on, not talking a country on my fan, podcast. I, I didn't know. Who, I didn't know who fan. Chris Stapleton was, but then I heard some of songs, and I'm like, no, I know who this guy is. I don't know. I'm I'm a bandwagon. I we have it. to we have to do some scouting. We have to listen to some of the guys' songs. See I've done I've pitches. done scouting on this. Okay, well, so there we go. This is why we bring them on. I'm a country yeah. fan, Pac. So I'm I am very aware of the Chris Stapleton singing style. And if you can agree from the songs that you have heard, he's very slow, very mellow. Oh, he is. He likes to take Slows his time, down. man. He's in no so, rush. I've had some text messages from an even bigger country enthusiast, Riley McGrath, who was on our show last week. He says, Lucas, you take the over on Chris Stapleton. He sings slow, hammer the over. So I'm taking the over two minutes and five seconds on the anthem. It it honestly scares me with with how easy this feels. That like yes. it's it's it, it it's almost to me, it almost feels so easy that it's an over that I'm almost worried what what trap is going on. What has Vegas told Chris Stapleton he can and can't do? And maybe the under the under is a play. But I'll say exactly. this. In the last 10 anthems, only three ever have gone under two minutes. So we're at least That's getting a great to the two-minute mark. We're at no. least getting to the two-minute mark. You only need a couple more seconds. I think good old Chrissy Stapes can can hold hold the note. Say the point, Luca. What were we just talking about? This is what hey, I'm saying. He's, he's slow. I, I watched him say a rendition of, a, of some other song. I can't remember what it was. I saw it on Twitter the other day, and it was long. So I don't know. I'm, I'm all over the over. So you're your hammer. Like, it's a no-brainer for you. It's going yeah, no over 205. Brainer. So yeah. I saw the 205 line. I'm like, that's steep. Because in previous years, I think it's been like 148, 155. It's, it's, it's been in and around there. But like 205's got me a little nervous. But I think once he hits that last note, which is brave, he has got to extend that bastard yeah. by at least eight seconds. You're going to need an yeah, extension. You're going to need an extension. You're going to need those jets to fly over the stadium for an extended period of time. Hold the note a little bit. So <laughs> I'm, I, you know, a podcast convinced me I was 50, 50 on this. I'm going to go with the over, not confident at all, because like <laughs> you right. said, when lines are too easy, it's not good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm confident like Pac. I'm confident that Chris Stapleton, he's gonna he's gonna make us some money here. And okay. we're, we're taking the over on Chris Stapleton singing the Star Spangled Banner. Uh next up, halftime show, Rihanna. I know Pac, I know you may not be a country fan, but I know you're a huge 
Rihanna fan. Oh, huge. Oh, yeah. I was sure. Pac, Pac, Pac's the That's the poster Rihanna's behind you. I knew before. it was Rihanna. I was I listening know, on the way in, on, on my way into the to the podcast today. That's why I was late, actually. Oh, he was uh, jamming was out too hard. Too much Rihanna. I lost track of time. So we got yeah. two Rihanna prop bets here. First, we're going to say, what color is her first outfit going to be? The top oh. three we have is black, gold, silver, and gray. The highest one, or the the best odds, or, or I guess like the one that will make you the most money, is orange at plus eighteen hundred. Orange. What do you think here? I'm thinking it's gonna be an easy. I think I'm gonna go red at plus eight hundred. I think red is gonna be her first. They're in Arizona Cardinals. You know, hot. I just think red. Something's telling me red. Something's it, telling me to red. To me, it's it's too controversial. I mean, it's kind of showing allegiance to the Chiefs. I don't From know. Scene, Maybe she's a Patty Mahomes fan. I don't That's know. True. She could be a Patty Mahomes fan. I think we've Silver's seen her at some NBA games. I yeah, I, I don't know. I think you got to match the trophy. It's it's a big day. That's, Maybe a sparkly yeah. metallic silver dress. Match the match the Vince Lombardi trophy. But these are always these are always a tough one. I remember last year. I think one bet I was looking at before was uh, the color of Snoop Dogg's sneakers. And it's like now we're really getting crazy. So yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, there's crazy ones here, man. There yeah. are crazy props. So I, I'm I'm watching the Rihanna umbrella music video here. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's get his homework. And she's got black on. Now, I was I was I was leaning purple for some reason. It just it just jumped in, but I, like silver just makes sense. Like does it not? Like does silver not just make sense? It does. And, and that's why I'm leaning silver, but screw it. I'm, I, I'm going to dabble with purple. I'm going to dabble Dang, with purple okay. a little bit. I don't even know if that's a line. You Probably even... off the board. Yeah, it's off it, the board. It, it, it's off the board, but you know what? I got purple here, we Luke. Uh, I got purple slash pink again at plus 800, just like we'll my red. Yeah. Not pink. Rich. We'll go, oh, yeah. We're, we're going to drop a little bit, a little <laughs> bit of that. So that uh, wraps up the outfits. Now to our songs. This is she's got a lot of songs here. There's actually a oh, lot. Oh, there's too many. Like, there's I don't, too many. I don't know. Yeah, I don't and she know. hasn't released any new music in like a couple of years yeah, too, which is which is pretty nuts. So, yeah. like Luca researching the Umbrella music video. Oh, again, see, I'm reading all these other ones. I'm like, hey, maybe that one, maybe this one. I think for is me, she gonna bring out Eminem for yeah. "Love the Way You Lie"? I don't I think she can that. start with a guest. You know, it's yeah. just yeah, like, it's got to be about her. I right. think personally, oh, you're going to go? Okay, so no, you go, you go, Luca. I'm still deciding. Uh, here. I've been talking to fellow podcast fan and enthusiast Christian Mezzatesta on this. Uh, <laughs> and I'll give a shout out to Sam as well. They are all over. This is what you came for. And I think I'm going to lean that way because what better way to start off? Like saying, literally, this is what you came for, yeah. not the game for me. It's either going to start or it's going to end. But I'm going to go with the start. Because I just can't see her coming out singing Umbrella as yeah. the first Super Bowl song. So I'm going to go, this is what you came for. I think it's written in the stars, and we're slapping that with the purple dress and calling it a night. Parlay. He's doing a parlay. <laughs> we're going to parlay it, Pac. We're going to parlay it. All right, Pac, what do you got here? I'm very similar um, thought pro- process with Moya, but instead of this is what you came for, I, I with this one, I'm, I've been saying it's either the first song or the last song, and that's Please Don't Stop the Music because it's kind of like oh. – you know, oh, that is one of her songs. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's that's where my heart's at. Um, she's got a lot of hits. I don't think it's going to be anything that features someone else. 
<laughs> but uh, I mean, umbrella, yeah, it's it's a little bit silly to start with that. But I think the the first couple notes of that, it's so recognizable that there's also some value there. Yeah. But I'm gonna go with "Don't Stop the Music." I'm I'm riding with Pac as well. There you go. Plus three hundred. Don't stop the music. Rihanna's coming out because you don't want to stop the play. Everybody's still into the game. Second half. And it, again, yeah, like you yeah. said, Puck, it's a good like it, that starting line to that song is a good way to like get the crowd, get the crowd into it. So. All right. This is the big one, boys. This is the big one. This is the L2 Sports favorite prop. I don't of think the Super we've Bowl. ever hit this prop ever. And I'm coming for it this year. You're coming for it, year. Luca. This is the here year. we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the Gatorade shower for the winning team. Okay. Let me list it off for you, Luca. We got lime green, lock in yellow, plus one twenty-five. Those are the that's the top odds there. Orange plus two fifty. Purple six plus six fifty. Red plus seven hundred. Clear water. Can't believe that's actually on there. We got seven hundred and blue taking a nosedive at plus nine hundred. Like, Fuck. surely these teams got to know the lines. Like They got to know. You know I and think the whole team theory. is probably on them. That's why. The special teamers who got nothing to prepare for two weeks, they shake hands at the media day when the teams get unveiled, and they say, no matter what, whoever wins, we're dunking this color. They tell all their cousins, whatever relatives, to bet it, and that's how they make their money. Um, I, do, do you want me to unveil mine? Yeah, go, Pac. Sure. What do you go got ahead. here? All right, I'll, I'll keep this short. The Chiefs are the next dynasty in football. And guess what? There's another dynasty going on, and it's in the Gatorade color because Blues won two years in a row, and they're going for the three-peat. Give me Blue at plus 950. I Just, like wow. that. Give them to me. Wow. And the reasoning, too. That's okay. why. That just changed my whole perspective there. Okay. We're well, taking I'll clear and water. Luca, we're taking clear and water out of it. Okay, but yeah, there's, you can't, a, you can't there, bet that. there's a white... Gatorade flavor. I know, but it's Which not even. Is, I don't have I it here. I feel like I have gone on clear every single season. And I think you have, it. and I just so don't know this why. Is nobody's decided who drinks white Gatorade? <laughs> you know what it was, Pac? Because there was a there was a video of them showing the locker rooms, and there was a white Gatorade bottle on top of one of the, oh, the players' oh dressing room, and I said, "This is it." Vegas is plants it. those videos. You it's think you're either, the only one who saw that? It's brilliant product placement, and it sucked me in. And Go. I'm not letting it happen this time. I'm going orange. We're starting with that. <laughs> Let's nice. go. We're going orange. It's going to be clear now because I didn't pick it. That's just yeah. how it works. But we're going to go orange. But blue is very interesting. Blue. blue that was great. a great. That was a great like breakdown of why yeah. Pac is. Ch- oh, thank you. Picking guys. blue. I think it's going to be. I'm going to ride red. I picked Rihanna's uh, first outfit. It's going to be red. And red's just speaking to me, so maybe I gotta throw a little red in my outfit uh, mm. for my Super Bowl party. Maybe get the, some good luck there. But I'm gonna ride red plus seven hundred here, boys. It's it's a common color. Who doesn't like? It? You either pick the red or blue Gatorade. That's true. And you know what I mean? Like you're not people aren't like Luca who goes to the vending machine and smacks it because he can't find his white Gatorade. Well, I'm That's why I like. Guy, I've actually. never heard someone be like, "Excuse me, do you have the white?" That's never Gatorade. happened. Like, don't, ask, yeah. don't listen to this guy. No, I don't know. I don't even. I've think never I've heard that before from you, Luca. No, and I'm, I don't know I'm why. A... Every year you've done this. This is our fourth Super Bowl special. Luca is like, I think uh, an entire NFL team likes white clear Gatorade. It's listen. It's not a. It's like what Pac said. They look at the odds and they go, "Listen, Auntie, 
pick on the on the clear. No, no one picks clear. I have no a feeling clear, Pac's going to win. Pac's going to win this one. Three Blue peat. is going to we'll go repeat. Pac, before we get to our predictions, I have to ask you this question. You've seen me play football, obviously, as a quarterback. I've seen you play quarterback, obviously. You clearly have a better win-loss record than I do. Your touchdown-to-interception ratio is clearly better than me. But people compare me to Mac Jones. I think – I'm more of a Joe Burrow type, but people say, Matt, that's fine because Max is a top five quarterback and you are a Tua lover. So you, you model yes. your game around Tua. So let me tell you this. If me and you were playing in this game on Sunday, which system works better for you and which system works better for me, the Chiefs or the Eagles system? I that's mean, a great question. I think the Eagles is one of the most – you know, I, I'll compare my own team to the, to the Eagles because okay. – you know, you talked about uh, my win-loss record, and I just want to say that uh, that's a team stat. <laughs> He's so humble. Look at the this Eagles, guy. The Eagles are a hell of a football team, and Jalen Hurts is great, but I don't think he's 16-1 and one great, you know? So I think I, I always compare my, my team to the Eagles because the defense helps a ton especially. So I'll say the Eagles would, would help me better. And – I don't know, maybe in the last week since I've seen you last, you learned uh, how to run for your life and and throw no lookers and, and with, with your eyes closed. But I'm going to say the Eagles are, are, would be better for you too. Just I, I, I think if I can hand that ball off 25 times a game and only got to make 10 throws, I can definitely, definitely make it work in that system. Don't I don't even think I can reach the sideline with my own. <laughs> arm, just throw, throw it up to AJ Brown, a couple dumps yeah. off to Goddard, a couple screen pass, and we're good to go, Lucas. We're good to go. We can oh, run my goodness. <laughs> of course, he comes back on saying, I got a question. I got a question. And it's that of all things, of course. <laughs> I'm taking Pac all day though. Sorry, Luca. I've, <laughs> I've hey, seen look, you. I've seen you Pac, play football. I've just you've want... been my quarterback for one tournament, and you were replaced pretty quick, buddy. That, that's not even. That's not Pac. You gonna listen? To this? It's not true at all. I threw him a tutty, and he gets. And this is how he a tutty. Him. Both I my both my touchdowns were defensive touchdowns. Oh, you're saying you guys wouldn't even, even let me sniff. I'm not saying I'm the best football player either. Oh, but I was on the defensive end. I was getting yelled at by everybody. What do I come up? Two big plays send us to the semifinals. That's all I have that to was, say. Buck, if you're not familiar, that was that flag tournament we played. Oh, in the freezing cold, man. In the freezing cold. I'm a dome QB. Like that's just what I am. <laughs> I can't play out in you know the bad weather. I didn't but, even um, that day actually. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't have the guts to do it. That was that was like rookie Pock. Pock learned yeah. the system and look where he is now. Two rings later, he's right. a staple. Yeah. Of the VTFL league. And if I might add, I actually, Lucas, we had a joint practice, used Pac's playbook, and let me tell you, I was Tom Brady. This guy's <laughs> scheme, I'm telling you, he's the Belichick. He's the guy I need. That scheme, I work perfect in that scheme, and I think I have to implement that the next time I play. So if Pac was on the sideline with the with the oh. headphones and everything calling the plays. It's a dynasty. You, it's a dynasty it's a, team. It's a, it, it's a dynasty. You I don't know, know Pac. If, like if the, you're done playing, if you want to get done playing, you get on the sidelines. You know, you coach yeah. Luca up. He could be the next the next Tom Brady of the VTL Football League. You never know. Yeah, that's where you know I said wins wins are a team stat. You know, and Moya called me humble, but when. When it comes to the playbook, that's where I'll, that's where I'll go. You know, that's, <laughs> that's my system. He's saying that's the right things. He just that's says right. the right things in the media. Everybody that's says the right, the right things in the that's media. Right. As we wrap up the, the Super Bowl special here, guys, 
Finally, we got to get MVPs and we got to get winner and final score. Pac, who is going to win the Super Bowl and what is the score? Uh, I genuinely think it's going to be a very, very close game. When it comes to the Super Bowl, I always find I pick with my heart instead of my head. I understand why the Eagles are favorites, but I'm going to go with my guy, Patrick Mahomes. I think he joins an exclusive club of two Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. And for score, for whatever reason, and this is very high scoring, very, very high scoring, I think 35-32 is speaking to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say Chiefs 35, Eagles 32, and an absolute shootout. The Chiefs get their second one. Fuck. For some reason, ever since I've seen this, like the playoffs, it started. Everybody's thrown on the the Eagles jersey. Everybody's thrown it on. Whether it's celebrities, friends, they're like, "Oh yeah, the Eagles. I love the Eagles. I love the Eagles. Go Eagles, go! Fly Eagles, fly!" But again, and I know Luca's gonna hate both of us for this. I'm going Patrick Mahomes again. The Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is the next guy. We just saw Tom Brady hang him up. He's done. It is Patrick Mahomes league now. And if he wins the Super Bowl, which I think he is. He's going to cement himself as the next guy in the NFL going forward. And the score I have, again, close to yours, I have 34-31 for the Chiefs. Love it. Do what I want to – What do you got to say? Do I, on, wanna be, do I want to be right or do I want to, like, feel good, you know, like <laughs> after the game? Like, that, that's, the, that, that's the, the mindset I'm in. And I want to be right. So I'm going with the Chiefs. To win this game, or have a gut feeling, like Pac said, I've just Mahomes as an underdog. Yes, please. I'll take the plus money. I'll get Mahomes again. Pretty high scoring game, maybe not as high scoring as you both. I got 31 27 Kansas City. Hawk, okay. who is your MVP of the Super Bowl? I always feel bad picking quarterbacks because it's I, like, I feel like yeah. it's like an easy way out. I guess my my real answer will be Mahomes, but to to be a little bit more of a dark horse. I'm going to say Chandler or no, Chris Jones, not Chandler Jones, Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. He gets a player. Why not? He can come up big, maybe get a big fumble clutch. He can do it. Yep. Uh, again, I think QB is always the easiest to go to. Uh, Chris Jones was there. I'm going to go Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Give him some love a little bit. Uh, so I got Trav. I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey as well uh, for, for it. He's going to have a big game, brother versus brother, Super Bowl. Chiefs, Eagles, Pac, I want to thank you for coming on again, for joining us on another Super Bowl special. We hope to get you on maybe for the draft uh, or for some big news happening in football coming down the line. We always like to have you uh, for for our NFL talk because you're so plugged in. Thank you very much. Uh, Any social medias you want to you want to plug or anything before we get off here? Uh, yeah, sure. Give me a follow uh, on Instagram. It's just at Thomas Parkernick. Good luck uh, spelling my last name because that's always that's always a tough one. But uh, yeah, and then follow uh, Catch the Blitz on on Instagram as well. I'll, I'll plug that. Thanks so much, guys, for having me. It's always a pleasure talking to you both. Um, you know, as Moya gets older, he still rocks those Patriots. So you know, I continue to wish I continue to wish many years of, of misery uh, on the Patriots fans. I wouldn't, you know what? I wouldn't expect anything less. I really wouldn't. It wouldn't be true uh, if he didn't say that. So thank you. 
appreciate you for coming on. Always a pleasure. My handles, I say this every week, go back to the other, I don't know what my handle, I really don't. I, I, Luca Moya, and there's a number, and there's probably an underscore and a period in between my name and my last name. So there you this go. This is how I find him, because I don't even know his, his Twitter handles either, and I do the social media. Um, I just look up Luca Moya, and when I see the, the good looking guy, in the suit, in the background. <laughs> that's how you know that's, right. that's Luca yeah. Moya, everybody. Follow me at Lucas Critelli23 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the L2 Sports Podcast on Instagram as well. You can listen to the podcast on any platform, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, you name it. You can listen to us, Bozos, talk about some sports. Talk, thank you once again. For Luca Moya, I'm Lucas Critelli, and that was the L2 Sports Super Bowl Special. We'll see you guys next week.